Welcome back to the Yes Longevity Podcast. We give you insight on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. I'm Chris Borda, owner of Yes Fitness, uh, coming to you live from down here at Yes Fitness on this Tuesday afternoon. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to what I have to say. Hopefully, I'm going to give you in some insight on how to move better today and why we do what we do down here at Yes Fitness and what helps us get the results that we get for so many years, so over 22 years now. If you want to get started, we have just a little bit of uh, housekeeping. Uh, number one, we're about halfway through our COVID cleanup challenge. Uh, from what I've seen on Mondays, all their in-body scans came in and they're doing a fantastic job. Everyone has lost fat and either maintained or gained some muscle in these past two and a half or three weeks or so. Uh, I wish them all luck to keep going because one of them is going to win a free year's membership down here at Yes Fitness along with some other people winning some cash prizes. So I just want to get that out of the way. Keep going, you guys. You're doing an awesome job. Keep it up. And uh, we might actually extend the challenge. We'll see. That's what I have for you today for our housekeeping. So recently, probably about two months ago, I had a client start and she mentioned that we were the most thorough gym that she's ever been to. This woman is in her late 30s, I believe. And she was very impressed with our intake process and how we really evaluated everyone, not just with the health screening or asking them if they have some boo-boos here or there. We really took a look at how they worked, how their body moves, take a look at their body composition so we get a true understanding of what their goals should be. This camera looks a little bit twisted to me, so I'm going to turn this, this just a little bit here while we're in the middle of a broadcast, but that's okay, right? That's what these things are for. And she just mentioned how impressed she was with all the gyms that she's been to in all her life, how thorough we were when we brought somebody on board. Now, I think it's really important that when we bring somebody on board that we know as much as we possibly can about them. Not just, you know, their health, that they had a heart attack or have they broken any bones and things like that. Uh, not just their family history to see if there's anything going on there that we need to be concerned with, especially with coronary artery disease risk factors. More than just throwing you on a scale to see what your body composition is like. We do, we talk about what your lifestyle is like, because if you come in here and you want to get results, it's more than just about what you eat, or it's more than just about exercise. It's about sometimes the stress that you're under. It's about what you're sleeping like. It's about your hydration. So there's a lot of different factors that we try to take a look at. We talk about all that kind of stuff. We talk about what you like to do and what you don't like to do, both in exercise and inside and out of life, inside and outside of the gym, I should say. All this stuff goes into how we design our programs. And one step that we do is something that we call a functional movement screen. Now, I kind of take this for granted that people are out there using it. It's been, it's been out, I don't know, a decade now. I think we've been using this, maybe more than a decade probably. And what the functional movement screen does is it gives us a blueprint of how your body moves and functions. So when we design our programs, we design them from the ground up, which leads to better results. I need to know how you move before I can ask you to move, correct? That only makes sense. So what I wanted to do today was I'm just going to quickly go through our functional movement screen. It assesses. It's not a test. There's no fail or pass here. It assesses how well you move. And it tells us whether, hey, you know what? That movement pattern is good, so we can do those types of exercises. Or, you know what? That movement pattern isn't so good, so we need to clean that up a little bit before we can go ahead and do something. For example, a squat. If you're not squatting correctly, right? 
or let's say, for example, something's not moving correctly, or here's a better example. Let's say that there's a rock in your shoe, right? And you start to walk. It's gonna hurt. So you're gonna start to walk differently. So you're gonna have a different movement pattern in your body. And when you're walking differently, now I'm gonna put some weight in your hand. What's gonna happen? Eventually, you're gonna get hurt. Eventually, walking differently, carrying a load is going to hurt your body somewhere down the road. So the functional movement pattern helps us eliminate injuries. The other thing it does is, because we get the body to move correctly, how it's designed to move, and when we train people, we train people according to movement patterns, how the body moves, you actually get better results because the body's moving and working the way it's supposed to move. So that's why we do the functional movement screen. It's also designed so that it doesn't matter who puts you through the screens, whether I put you through the screens or one of my other coaches put you through a screen. It's the same grading, the same base systems to understand how someone does something that doesn't do something. So it doesn't matter who does the, who does the grading. It doesn't matter who, who, who measures that movement pattern, who makes that assessment, because it's all the same for everybody. If I went into another facility that does an FMS and I looked at their sheet, I could look at it and say, these are the things that they can and cannot do well because everything is done exactly the same way. So it's scalable. So we don't have to worry about one person always doing the functional movement screen. Anyone can do it. And anyone can do it just one pattern at a time. If we decide a certain pattern is not well and we're working on that, we can just test for that one pattern rather than do them all. So that's what the functional movement screen does for us, okay? And we're gonna start off with, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven or eight things that we're gonna go through just quickly. I don't wanna be here too long, take up too much of your time, but I just wanted to get a feel for what it's like to come on board here at Yes Fitness and why we train the way we train and why we get the results that we get. It's because of this type of process of intake. So the first screen is what we call the deep squat screen. Now we don't normally do deep squats. We get those, those hips way below the knees in normal life, okay? But in this pattern, to be able to understand what's going on correctly, we need to have a deep squat. So it, the deep squat demonstrates full coordinated extremity mobility and core stability with the hips and the shoulders functioning in a symmetrical position. Extremity mobility, postural control, pelvic and core stability are all well represented in a deep squat. The movement challenges total body mechanics and muscular control when it's performed properly. So we want to take a look at bilateral, symmetrical, functional mobility and stability, the hips, the knees, and the ankles. All three movements together. So we're just taking a look at your squat, basically, to see whether you can squat well or not. You can follow along and try these same things. I'll give a little bit of the cues to what we do, but this is what a deep squat looks like, okay? This is not how we have you squat when you're exercising. This is just to screen you, to assess how well you squat. So we take this pole and we have your feet about shoulder width apart. We're gonna put the pole right up over our head. And then we ask you to squat. Squat as low as you possibly can. And then come on back up. And we have you do that three times because you may do better each time. Now I actually am not a great squatter. I don't have great thoracic mobility so my hands come forward a little bit. But my squat is good enough to be able to load my squat. We take a look at the front, we take a look at your side, then we prop your heels up to see if you can do a little better job, if you have a little bit of a heel lift. But we go through some different things to see how well you can squat. Because it's important, we need to be able to squat. 
We need to be able to get up and down out of a chair. We need to be able to get in and out of a car. We gotta be sure we can get up off the ground. We gotta be able to do these things. When we're working outside and we're squatting down to pick something up, we need to be able to do this well. So that's why we work on our squats. We need to make sure that it moves functionally correctly before we load the pattern so we don't hurt you, right? So the next screening is the hurdle step. So the hurdle pattern is an integral part of locomotion and acceleration. It exposes compensations or asymmetries in the body. It tests the body's step and stride mechanics while testing stability and control in a single stance, a single leg stance. It requires proper coordination and stability between the hips moving asymmetrically, that means one at a time, with all the weight on one side of the body while the other side is moving freely. What does that say? You'll, you'll see, it's a single leg stance. Can you balance? Can't the hips stabilize enough so that the pelvis stabilize enough so that we can stand on one leg and have motion in other parts of the body? Just like we do when we walk, every single time we walk. So let's take a look at it. So I have it set up for my, my shin height. I take this pole, I put it right across my shoulders. Now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look forward, straight on. And I'm gonna think about raising my right leg right up the side of my left leg to the height of my opposite knee. Step over, touch the ground with my heel, and bring it back. We would do that up to three times to see if you can do it well enough. And then we would do the other side. So what we're looking for is, are the, is the leg coming out wide? Are they looking around, they're bouncing, they're bending all over the place? The hips, hips moving around? Are we swaying around? Those are all things that we're looking for. And if we see some of those things, and we know that we're not doing it correctly enough, that we need to develop your program so that you can do well enough, so that you can walk correctly in life, so that you can step up onto steps correctly, or step down from a step correctly. Be able to stabilize with the core in the pelvis while the other extremity is moving. It's a very complex activity. Most people, when they come through our door, aren't able to do that. Many are able to do it well enough where we can load them in a single leg position, for example, a step up, but a lot of people can't, and we don't want to hurt them. So that's the number two, the hurdle step. The third is an inline lunge. Now, the inline lunge is a component of deceleration movements and directional changes produced in exercise, daily activity, fall prevention, and in sports. It's intended to place the body in a position to focus on the stresses as stimulated during rotational deceleration and lateral movement. What the heck does all that mean? What that means is we need to be able to that the body can stabilize when we get that split stance where one foot's way out in front of the other. Can we decelerate? Can we stop the body's motion so that we don't fall? Can we decelerate enough to be able to turn and move in the other direction? This is a real injury prevention activity for ACLs and fall prevention. So when you look at it, you'll see what I'm talking about. So let's take a look at this. I'm just gonna pop this apart here. So typically, very often, 
This is when people realize that they need to work on their balance because we ask them to stand on the board with their feet apart, about the same distance of the height of the shin, the height of that red line. I'm gonna fall off a few times here because I got bifocals on, I got progressive lasses, and I'm talking to you and I'm trying to stand on this board and do all these things at one time. But I'm gonna do my best not to fall again, okay? So we're gonna stand in a split stance position. Already, people are losing their balance. We take this pole down their backsides. With the right hand, they hold it in the lower part, in the lumbar spine, and the left hand, we hold it in the cervical spine and it touches our head, our backside, and our upper back, and then we drive our knee to the ground, and then we come on back up. We'll give you three shots at that to see if you can do it. There's a lot going on there. A lot of stabilization going on. A lot of mobility work going on in the thoracic spine to be able to hold that pole in that position. Can those hips stabilize me as I go down to the ground? Is the core strong enough to, to transfer the power between the lower body and upper body? But as you can see, it's something we do every day in life. Every time we walk, every time we go up and down a step, every time we change direction, every time we make some kind of deceleration slow down. So that's why we test that. And certainly, we want to try to make it so you get all the way down to the board. Because that's a, right through the full range of motion. So that's our line lunge test. So those are our multi-joint test, tests, okay? Our assessments or screens, where a lot of joints move at one time. Then we move on to some single joint stuff, where not so many joints are in motion. So next thing we do is we do a shoulder mobility pattern, okay? And what this does is it demonstrates the neural complementary rhythm of the scapular thoracic region, the thoracic spine, and the rib cage during a reciprocal upper body extremity shoulder movement. Again, what the heck does all that mean, right? It means the thoracic spine, okay, those 12 vertebrae, and the upper back. We want to make sure that they are moving the way they're supposed to move. They're supposed to rotate and move correctly. Now, a lot of times when we were kids, we were able to take our hands and just go like this, right? And we were able to touch them together. That takes a look at shoulder mobility and thoracic spine mobility and things like that. And as we sit at our desks more often and we playing on our phones all day long and driving and sitting, this gets all tight. It really takes away from our thoracic mobility. And it's something that we really need, it's very important. And just doing a little chest stretch is not gonna do that for you. We need to work on the spine and how it moves. So what we end up doing is, I can't do both things at one time, but we take our thumbs, we wrap them together, and we come around. We see how close the hands come together. And then we do the other side. We actually measure it. Number one, we like them to be about the same distance apart. And number two, if it's too far apart, we know that we need to work on a thoracic mobility. And that's very individualized to each and every person what that distance needs to be. It's an important part of the body. This needs to work correctly. If not, hey, it could cause shoulder injuries. And we don't want that. From there, we move on to what's called the active straight leg. Now this appears to be just a hamstring screening, okay? But it's actually identifies the active mobility of the hip flexor and initial, initially the continuous core stability with the pattern, as well as the ability to have hip extension in the alternate hip. So what that all kind of means is this, okay? It emulates walking. And it certainly emulates running.
So if you don't have a good active straight leg pattern, we're not going to make you. We're not going to have you deadlift, and we're certainly not going to have you run. So this is a uh, red flag. We see this come up. We don't do this. If you don't do well on this screen, we don't let you run. A lot of our clients don't run anyway. We don't let you do a deadlift or a hip hinge motion because we need to clean this up before that. So if someone doesn't score well on a squat, we don't squat. If someone doesn't score well on a hurdle step, hey, we've got to be very careful on our single leg stance exercises. If you don't score well on a split squat, on the inline lunge, we're going to make sure that we're not lunging and not split squatting until we get that cleaned up. Shoulder mobility, if we're not doing well on shoulder mobility, why don't we just test it? We're not doing an overhead press, okay? All we're gonna do is we're gonna eventually hurt the shoulders. So we don't do well on the active straight leg raise, we're not gonna run or do a deadlift. So this is what it looks like. So we lie down, and the coach, the instructor would hold the pole about right here, both feet paint to the ceiling, and we raise this leg up as far as you can go without bending this knee. A lot of people tell me, oh, I got really tight hamstrings. Well, it's not really the hamstrings that's the problem. It's the core is not stabilizing correctly. When we bring the leg into hip flexion as we come forward, and we keep this leg in hip extension, just like we do when we're walking. It's like I'm walking on my back. Hey, we need to make sure that we're moving correctly when we're doing this, or we're not going to walk correctly. Next thing you know, we're going to hurt ourselves. We're going to start to shuffle like old people. We don't want that, right? So then we move on to a trunk stability push-up test, okay? This is a unique single repetition version of the common floor-based push-up. It's not an upper body strength exercise, okay? It's not an upper body strength screening, I should say. The goal is to initiate movement with the upper extremity in the push-up position without allowing movement in the spine or the hips. We want them to move at the same time. push-ups test. We come on down here, we take the hands, and what we don't want to have happen is this, okay? We want everything to go up at the same time. That means the upper body, the hips, the core, everything was engaged correctly at the same time like it's supposed to. Do we work on push-ups? Yeah. But that's really a core test. That's what we're taking a look at. It's the core working correctly like it's supposed to work. And then we move on to what's called rotary stability. It's a pattern of observing uh, multi-plane pelvis, core, and shoulder girl stability during uh, combined upper and lower body extremity movement pattern. A lot of people see this as a bird dog exercise, okay? I'm gonna demonstrate the first level of this, okay? If you're able to do this, you're really cranking. Instead of a bird dog, we raise our right arm, our same extremity, right arm and right leg at the same time, and we hold it out there. I've been doing this for, I don't know, over a decade. Now one person's come through my door, I'm able to do that, and that's okay. But we go to the next level of that, which is more like a bird dog, where we reach out nice and long, we come in and touch the elbow, come out nice and long, with other, all other things we're taking a look at not going on in the body. Core exercise, rotary stability. So those are the basic screens. We do some other little screenings. It doesn't take us that long to do. Yeah, it's taken me a little while here to do this, like 15, 20 minutes during the, um, 
podcast. Oh, you know what else we do? We do a little ankle mobility. You want to make sure that the talus bone is moving correctly. That's right down here in the ankle. Because the ankle's not moving correctly, it's going to affect everything all the way up the chain of the body. It could be why, the reason why you don't squat well. It could be the reason why you don't even step in our inline lunge correctly. Or pardon me. Our inline lunge or hurdle step. So we got to make sure the ankle mobility. So we do a little test here. And I'm going to keep my heel on the ground. And we push that knee out towards the pole. We want to try to get the knee to the pole while the heel stays on the ground. I'm going sideways. I'm not going forward. I'm going a little bit sideways. Those are the screens that we do. And from there, we design your program. If you can't do a screen well enough and you want to go into group exercise, we don't let you go into group exercise. We take care of the private side until we get everything cleaned up. How well you move is very important to us. It's what's going to lead to better results and fewer injuries. That's why we do it. Okay? Take a look at how you were brought on board if you're working with a coach. Or if you decided to work with a coach, are they doing any kind of screening with you? They've got some tests to see how much you can do on a squat press, a leg extension. That's not important. What's important is how you move. Because that's what's really going to determine whether you can perform the exercises or not correctly. Whether you're going to get results or not, or whether you're not going to end yourself or not. You're welcome to come down. We do these screenings all the time. If somebody wants to check out how well they move, just give me a call. I'd be more than happy to go through it with you. Uh, there's really no charge for that. Yeah, there's, there's no charge for that. I want to make sure you know and understand why we're different. There are some other coaches in this area that do functional moving screens. I applaud them for staying on top of the industry and doing the best possible job that they can. They may call it something a little bit different, but when you start working with a coach, they should absolutely be doing some kind of screening with you. Absolutely. Because again, if you have core thoracic mobility and they have you going overhead pressing, I guarantee you, guarantee that over time you will have a shoulder problem. So that's all I got for you today. I hope it was uh, instructional for you, something to look for when you're working with a coach and understand why we do what we do down here. You can look for more insight on how to get fit, feel younger, live better from us down here at Yes Fitness. Thanks for watching. I appreciate you taking the time and have a great day.